BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our mid-month episode featuring Breaking Beauty news, what products we're loving and not so much, plus insider celebrity hair and makeup tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs, we've got the hot takes coming right up. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Hi, guys. Hi, Carlene. <laughs> You've sounded better. Yes, I'm rocking my Joplin voice today. Oh, my goodness. What it's happened? Back. You know what? I've got kids. This is just part of it. This is the part plague? of the deal. The winter plague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got some crazy virus and it started out as a flu. Yes. And then it morphed into a head cold. And now I'm taking sinus uh, infection medication. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. And I believe you did. You had laryngitis at one point. I had, too. Yeah, I had laryngitis. I had a migraine. A little bit behind the scenes. We were supposed to do this last <laughs> week and uh, yeah. Carlene couldn't sit straight up. So no. <laughs> I'm glad you're feeling a bit better. I was quite dizzy. You know what? It was an interesting way to start the new year yes. because we had big news. Yeah. Obviously, we just dropped our first episode of the year and everybody now knows that we're a weekly, which is Woo-hoo. super exciting. We joined the Dear Media Network, which we're loving. Yeah. And I just was coming out in 2019 with like guns blazing. You know, I was like, yes. From this, your bed. Like, this is my year. And then boom. I think we should talk about someone else whose guns are blazing at the moment, who Ooh. you and I have talked about for, for forever ago, but Dante Colley is blowing up. Oh, yeah. Leanne's son. Yeah. From Chip's Nail Bar. Yeah. He literally now has a hundred and like last time I checked, like 110,000 followers. BuzzFeed Shut just up. wrote about him and he did this whole inspirational video about like 20 2019 and making yes. it your own and like Did. so he makes his own videos and he's an amazing dancer mm-hmm. he also has great style and he kind of like edits it so these words pop out yeah. from when he's dancing and like fun emojis yeah exactly and it gave me a little bit of life it's at a moment like love, when I really needed positivity. it yeah and everyone's like that's why everyone's sharing it we just it's just like someone dancing and having fun yeah and he is spreading the love and the energy and he's gone viral yeah well we're gonna have to share it now I know. And happy to because we love Leanne Colley, owner of Tips Nail Bar. She, yeah. My nails are by Tips so right am, now. So are mine. My chrome nails. So are mine. Shout out Leanne. Yeah. And shout out to Dante. Keep doing your thing. We're loving you all the positivity yeah. you are bringing. And it's at Dante, D-O-N-T-E, and then C-O-L-L-E-Y. We'll like put it in the show notes as well. Yeah. So yeah, what's been going on aside from you being not feeling great, Carlene? Um, how I rang in the new year. Okay. I went to my friend Bonnie's house and we decided to have champagne and lobster and crab legs, which was lovely. Bonnie, where was my invite? I know, right? (laughs) Well, and then my other friend came over and she brought some CBD tincture, 
which I had never done before since CBD became legal or pot in general became legal in Canada. You know, I've, I've been circling back and revisiting since my teen years and done a little bit of vaping and that's been great. So I was like, oh, you know, then I'm like, I'm, you know, getting all big in my britches. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try some of this tincture. It's basically like oil drops. I put it under my tongue and I was like, okay, this is great. And then I started feeling like a different kind of high, but I was like, okay, this is still like really fun. And then she was leaving and I was like, just let me have a little bit more. Hit me with some more. She gave me a little bit more. I know how this is going to end. And the first, what I didn't realize is that the first dose hadn't kicked in yet. All of a sudden, I had that paranoid feeling. I was yeah. like, maybe I should go. I think maybe I need to go home. But then I didn't want to go home by myself. I felt too high. I was like really uncomfortable. What time, what time was this at? This was at like 11. PM. Yes. Oh, you haven't even seen 2019. No. So I was just waiting. <laughs> it was just probably too high THC. Uh-huh, I can't. Uh-huh. It doesn't jive with my body. So I just had to wait, like ride it out. And this is a cautionary tale. What were you doing? Rocking back and forth in the fetal position? <laughs> Like in Bonnie's posh kitchen. I literally. <laughs> Where's the lobster? I, I, <laughs> I had eaten all the lobster first, but I almost well, thank wanted God to you ask had a full her stomach. to lie down. Yeah. I wanted to ask her to lie down. Do you know how sad that is? Well, the thing is, we're not 25 anymore, but I'm no, glad you tried it's it. It's not that. It's just, dude, trust me. It's all about mm-hmm. if it's higher in CBD or THC and not knowing this is a cautionary tale, guys. Just because you take a little hit off the vape and it's fine doesn't mean that the edible is mm-hmm. going to go down the mm-hmm. same way. Okay? I, I also have somebody that just went down in a was high literally for three days <laughs> because of three just, edibles. <laughs> Legit high. Spit out my- <laughs> Apparently at the LCBO now, yeah. I, I haven't checked this out, but I've heard mm-hmm. that you can like designate the type of high that you want and they will prescri- not prescribe it, but they'll tell you, yeah. recommend which one you should Get. So it's supposed to be way more user friendly as opposed to like somebody just passes you something at a Drop party and you your don't tongue. have a clue what it is. But You're like, oh sure. But I'm sometimes you just, you know, sometimes. But you, you know what? I think that that's part and parcel of it being legal now. It's like you're like, yeah, I haven't actually given this a go. Let oh, me yeah. give it a go. Anyway, let's move on. How was your holiday? It was great. I went to PEI. I had a really nice time. Seafood family time. It's really nice and relaxing. Yeah. And I have to say I kicked off my new year. My word for this year is minimize. I'm not a big like goal setter. I'm not a big like, yeah, I don't really write things down. I'm not a journaler, but I feel like I am pretty grateful person. I Mm -hmm. do set different types of intentions, but I just wanted to choose a word for the year and all my friends are doing it. And mine is minimize. Yeah. And so because my apartment is small, I have so much stuff and I'm sure a lot of you can relate out there. And I kicked off my year by binging the Marie Kondo series on On Netflix. Netflix. And so it just went hand in hand with my minimize. I've already gotten rid of six bags of clothes from my closet. Yeah. And this weekend I'm tackling so much more. Yeah. But it just feels good to get it sorted. Feels so good. I think I'm a, a natural Marie Kondo in a way. <laughs> it's just that I don't have time 
to do it so it only happens twice a year. Well, I think her whole thing is that everything has its place. Yeah, and that's then, how I do it. Yeah. It's like organization <clears throat> every, but it takes a lot of time. Like yes. I literally cleared out my daughter's entire room, Windex the whole thing and then yeah. put it back. That's how I do it. That's yeah. why it doesn't happen on a weekly basis. Marie Kondo, I'm coming for you. <laughs> so let's move on to mm. our episode today because yeah. we have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. still. Yes. In today's episode, we're featuring a very special guest her name is Zukanwa Ojo. She is CoverGirl's chief marketing officer. And we feel like she's the person responsible for all of the change at CoverGirl. I feel like she is really the mastermind behind all of the changes at CoverGirl yeah. that we've really been talking about because there's a lot to talk about. They've been making headlines. They're making massive changes and they deserve the attention. Yeah. And so we were just thrilled that she came into town and we're able to actually pick her brain a little bit yeah. about how she's dusted off CoverGirl. And also just find out a little bit more about her as a person. Yeah. Like it makes me curious when somebody is such a, you know, major player like that. I just want to know more about them as a person. Yeah. That's kind of what we do here, right? She is a force. Like yeah. You she's said. a powerhouse. Yeah. But before we get to that, before the holidays, I went on a little journey. A little of field an, trip. Of, of, yeah. Of another kind to a small town called Irvington, New York to visit Waleda's headquarters. And you probably are wondering why. Well, in this special segment of The Damn Goods that's in partnership with Waleda, we're going deep on a much-loved cult favorite product called Waleda Skin Food. I'm sure most of you have that in your purse right now. Yeah. So Walita Skin Food, it's been around since 1926, Mm -hmm. and it was the ultimate moisturizing cream for rough, dry skin. So literally almost 100 years it's been around for. There's very few products that can stand the test of time that way. And you were saying that the recipe really hasn't changed that much. That's right. Yeah. So it's made using calendula extract, chamomile extract, beeswax, and lanolin. It kind of smells like the spa. And it's something that people have used, you know, on elbows and heels and on finger tips and cuticles, like any of your rough spots. I know a lot of people who swear by it when they're skiing. They cover their entire face in it to prevent against windburn. Yeah. Barrier cream. Yeah. But I think what's really cool about it, it actually has a lot of cachet as much as it sounds very granola, like Rihanna uses it, Julia Roberts, Victoria Beckham. They all mention this product and it's like 12 bucks in the US, 23 bucks in Canada. Mm -hmm. And how I first learned about it was actually from Pat McGrath. I was interviewing her about how to get the look and she was doing a dewy skin look. And I, at that time, had never heard of the product before. She introduced me to the product and she used it after she put on the makeup. She dabbed it on top of the cheeks to get a sheen. With her fingers? Yeah. Okay. Because it does give a certain luminosity and a lot of makeup artists Love this product as well. Guys, there's major news happening this month, which is the iconic product. You know, we're always talking about the greats and the gimmicks and the cult favorites. So Skin Food is the icon. There are now extensions this month, three new products, all part of the Skin Food range. Okay. And can we just confirm when is this launch? This is in Canada now? Yeah. Launched in January. Okay. And for our friends in the UK and the US? So in the US, they did sort of a online launch in November. It's coming to stores in January. So it'll be dropping around the same time. It's already dropped in the UK, except for the Body Butter, which will be launching in March. So let's break down what these three new products are. So it's a light 
light version of the original rich cream. This is good for me. Yeah, it's great. You can put it all over your face. I'm wearing it right now. Oh my God, it smells so good. Yeah. Whoa. So it's essentially the same product. It's just in a lighter, more refined um, texture. So you can wear it under your makeup, which is what I have on right now. It still has that same feeling to it to me where it's like cocooning your skin and keeping all of the moisture inside. I can see where it would make your skin really soft. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. I'm just trying it for the first time, guys, because I did not go on this field trip, unfortunately. Yeah. The second product that they're launching is the body butter, which we mentioned, which is actually sort of like a thicker formula in a way. Yeah. It's more, again, as the name suggests, it's more of a butter versus the original rich cream. And then finally, we have the lip balm. Okay. Which is just like very convenient. You can carry it around in your purse. It gives a little bit of luminosity. It's all the same ingredients. They've just added a little bit more oils so people don't have to carry around like a big tube when they're using it on their lips. I was going to say, I bet people people have been putting it on their lips probably forever. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, guys, we need to get to my field trip. Oh, yeah. So in this interview, you are going to be hearing myself talking to the North American CEO of Oleda, Rob Keane. He's going to talk about the topic of greenwashing. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out where Waleda falls on the spectrum of where it lies in terms of how all natural it is yep. and just about the topic of greenwashing this in is general. A big, a big topic that a lot of you wanted us to cover, so I can't wait to hear it. We are here at the Walida headquarters. Mm. Tell us who you are. So I'm Rob Keen, and Walida appeared in my life a few years ago. And the company itself was founded as a anthroposophic pharmaceutical right. company, which is kind of a take on homeopathy, but back in you know 1921. Mm-hmm. And so the office right next to mine yes. in this clear glass it says pharmacy panel on the door, right it isn't it is a pharmacy okay it's a much smaller part of the business in north america yeah. but they're developing medicine that mm-hmm. it's the medicine equivalent of what the skincare is also aiming to do mm-hmm. so it's all based on this belief this realization that mm-hmm. there's a symbiotic relationship between people and nature and when we harness the best of what both of them have to offer, each one has its own rhythms. And when we bring those rhythms together in harmony, it brings out our best selves and it brings out health, mm-hmm. both among us and in nature. And so I understand when I was getting a little tour that they actually fill prescriptions in mm-hmm. that pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. I don't think most people would imagine that Waleda is doling out per, you know prescription goods. Yeah, it's so there there's a whole field of medicine called anthroposophic medicine that yeah. it just happens to be much bigger in Europe than okay. it is here. But typically we'll get prescriptions that come in from the doctors in yeah. that community here. Okay. And we fill them, you know, by mail order. It's a doctor of anthroso God, you say that. Anthro it, it it took me it took me <laughs> two and a half years to get there. We can call them anthropops. Anthropops. Okay, so an anthropop doctor, he like faxes in an order or something, mm-hmm. and yeah. then you get that filled. Okay, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Now this all goes back to the original founder, right? In 1921, whose right. name was Rudolf Steiner. Okay, so he founded the company. It was all based on that 
form of medicine. Exactly. But how does that differ from just straight homeopathy? The big difference is it's mainly plant-based and, and uh, you know, essential and fatty acid okay. or, or fatty oils mm-hmm. um, that combine in the right way to provide, you know, some kind of relief for whatever it is that, yeah. that it's intended. But there's also a spiritual component to it. Okay. And, you know, so there'll be certain moments during the year where you wouldn't make one kind of medicine, but you might make another. I understand that you've been known to have meditation sessions outside alongside the Hudson. Yeah, we have. <laughs> On a nice day, we would all walk down there. But we also, you know, we made Headspace available, the the app Headspace for mm-hmm. uh, guided meditation oh, um, to the whole office so yeah. that, you know, they're able to do it on their own time in their own right. way. You know, we interview a lot of founders on the podcast and so many of them meditate. Yep. And so it's become a goal of mine to meditate, but I have not taken it up yet. It is probably not a coincidence. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've been you now doing it for a while and yeah. it really does make a difference. Yeah. And Willeda is also, I don't know if we mentioned that it comes from Switzerland originally. The global headquarters today mm-hmm. is Switzerland. Yeah. And our biggest biodynamic farm mm-hmm. is in Germany. So the yes. name of the town, which you'll be tested on at the end, okay. <laughs> is Schwäbisch Gemund. Jeepers. Okay. Yes. Schwäbisch Gemund. Close enough. Okay. That is our biggest of our biodynamic farms, which is the, one of Steiner's beliefs that a, a living farm is actually a living ecosystem and organism. Right. So what we do is we set up the farm to be able to self-heal and mm-hmm. self-sustain. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a form of regenerative agriculture Okay. Um, that just kind of goes a, a little bit further. It's got massive benefits to the nutrient quality in the plants that we grow. And it's got unbelievably important benefits to actually pulling carbon out of the atmosphere right. to reduce global warming. So the way that the farm is set up, it's very different than if you were passing through you know, the Midwest mm-hmm. and you know, look at the cornfields or, you know, whatever is there where you see just the clean rows of corn. That is the opposite of what this okay. environment feel, looks and feels like. Right. This farm is inhabited by animals. Several of the, the species that are on these farms mm-hmm. are actually getting rid of the weeds. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to use any kind of chemical weeding mechanism that right. conventional farms use. These same animals create ultimately the fertilizer right. that's used on the farm so that we're not bringing in you know, disease from other right. parts of the world or other parts of even the same country. We raise bees there for pollination. We right. ra- I mean, it's, it's so beautifully thought through. And, right. and you know, when I was touring the farm a little while ago, the person who runs the farm was actually showing me the difference between a root mm-hmm. of a plant that grows on the farm and the root of a plant that grows in a conventional setting. The root went down a few inches Mm -hmm. and the same flower grown on a biodynamic farm went down feet. You can start to picture the quality and the richness Mm -hmm. of the nutrients that come from these plants. Now I understand what you meant by like ecosystem. It's about nurturing diversity where everything is in a symbiotic relationship. Working together to create a richer environment and ultimately a richer product. You just articulated that beautifully. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes, diversity is a (laughs) diversity is diversity of everything. Mm -hmm. It's the belief that if you strengthen any part of a system of Mm -hmm. a diverse system, the whole system improves. Right. So let's talk about the 
cult product from Waleda. It's so incredibly popular. There are celebrities who love it like Rihanna and Gwyneth Paltrow and Priyanka Chopra. How has this product stood the test of time? I love this story. It's the true endurance story. Very little has changed mm-hmm. with the product. This was one of Steiner's first skincare products mm-hmm. that followed the same principles that he had developed from the medicine side. And skin is something that should be able to, when it's functioning and in balance, that it should be self-healing and self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. And so the thought behind the uh, skin food was to develop a formula that included the whatever those rhythms were from the various plants that he had identified mm-hmm. that could help our skin stay in balance. But now, so the big news, drum roll, you're coming up with, what is it, four new SKUs or three new SKUs? Yeah, three new forms. So yeah. we've got the body butter, yes. uh, we've got a lip balm, and then we've got skin food light. There's just something <laughs> magical about yeah, it. Yeah, well, I think people are going to love it, but I have to be honest with you about one thing yes. I need you to explain. The packaging has changed. Mm. It came in sort of a tin apothecary style tube. Right. It was an aluminum tube. Yeah. Aluminum tube. Thank you. And it's not in that anymore. It's in what looked like a plastic tube. There was something that was iconic about that or that is yeah. iconic about the the aluminum. And there's, yes. there's no question. The move to this new packaging actually has a smaller carbon footprint right. in total. And this specific type of packaging. Plastic, yeah also is able to provide the the protection for the formula, mm-hmm. overall better environmental footprint, easier use, and stable formula. Okay. Well, maybe once a year you could do do us an aluminum one for Christmas or something. That's actually a very, that's a fun <laughs> idea. Or an anniversary or something. Yeah. Now there's so much talk about greenwashing these days. Mm. And so for our listeners, tell us where Willeda stands in terms of its certification. Where do you fall on the spectrum? We're up toward the top okay. of what the industry calls truly natural. Okay. The number from last year was a $6.1 billion natural organic personal care category in yeah. total. Yeah. Over half of that is what the syndicated research providers call natural inspired. Right. Which is a nice way of saying, mm-hmm. yeah, not so natural. And then a bit less than half of that is what they would call truly natural. Even within that truly natural, mm-hmm. there's a very wide spectrum right. of how natural we're talking in terms of the products. The term natural is yeah. not regulated in the US and mm-hmm. I don't believe in, in no. Canada. And the organic certifications mm-hmm. are based on food. There really is no real certification of natural on this continent right? other than what we use from Europe. The European Union has standards that are far stricter than what we have. Okay. So we ban a handful of ingredients and the European Union is banning, you know, over a thousand. Right. But in addition to that, there's a certification body called Natru. Okay. That is one of their leading certifying bodies and it raises the standard. Yes. And the rigor that goes into this is incredibly complex. The brand has to really be walking the talk. Right. To be awarded the certification. Right. Waleda has that certification. We're one of the only brands right. sold here that 
is sharing their certification. To be honest, I've heard lately there are some brands that are getting certified by different environmental groups and they weren't traditionally thought of as being particularly environmental or organic. Yep. I think that's an really interesting turn that mm -hmm. the whole green conversation is going in is like, just because you have some kind of certification doesn't mean you're necessarily... You're totally right. Legit. It's not just the absence of synthetics. It includes things that are fair trade related right. and things that are, you know, GMO related and things that are, you know, covering the environmental aspects, um, yeah. not just the human health aspects. Right. It's about sourcing and all of that, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it gets really confusing because I think you hear of some kind of certification or whatnot. And I think a lot of listeners and including myself, like you assume that that's a real seal of approval. And then I've talked to some other people and they're like, some of them are really a racket. Like you pay money and you get the certification mm -hmm. and anybody could trademark that name. And the number of tests that they do could be really small and what they're omitting is not really transparent. It's really a challenge, I think, for people to understand when something is truly ethical and green or good for you or not. You know what? I completely agree. And the time has come that I think our governments need to step up mm -hmm. and take some responsibility to ensure that that happens because it's become chaos. Yeah. It's a very confusing category to shop to begin with because you don't know what's real and what's not yeah. real. I saw a stat that's like 67% of all new items launched in, in skincare had a natural claim. Right. And wow. I'm fairly certain that 67% <laughs> yeah. of all new items, you know, were not Quote unquote something natural. that would be, you know, considered truly natural. So my last question for you is whenever I visit any headquarters, I like to know if there are any secrets is there, are there any stories that we need to be dusting off right now in the history of Wuleda? Oh, man. So the office that we're sitting in, the yeah. building that we're sitting in, before we were here, mm -hmm. we were in an old abandoned church right. in New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. And so I've got to believe... That sounds a bit spooky. ...that there were some... That there must be some stories back there. Yeah, but. you must have had a whole lot of crystals <laughs> on people's desks <laughs> at that time. Yeah, right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us at Breaking Beauty Podcast. Thank you so much for ha having Waleda part of the discussion. We we think you guys are fabulous, and thank it's just you. fun to be a part of your show. Okay, that was really fun. Um, I'm jealous that you got to go there. <laughs> well, you didn't get to have the selfie with the gigantic tube of skin food, which I will share. Okay, good. I'm, we got to put that on our Instagram stories. Little behind the scenes moment. Love it. Um, so now we're going to move on to our next interview. And that is with CoverGirl's Chief Marketing Officer, Ukonwa Ojo. And she is just really killing it right now. Like you said, she is the mastermind behind all of these amazing changes that we've been talking about for the past year with CoverGirl. Yeah, they've made so many headlines to recap a little bit. There's the new tagline. You know, we all grew up with easy breezy, beautiful CoverGirl. Oh my God, Nikki Taylor. And yes. so how ballsy would it have been to be like, we need to change that tagline. It's over. And now it's I am what I make up. That's major. So major. And they also had their new spokespeople. There is Issa Rae. There 
There's her name is escaping me right now, but there's the race car driver. Yeah. There is May Musk. So there's all these women from diverse industries, diverse backgrounds, mm-hmm. diverse ages, and it's just really powerful to see. And of course, recently CoverGirl left everyone shook mm-hmm. when they became Leaping Bunny certified. So they're entirely cruelty free and their supply chain is cruelty free. Yeah. That's huge. It's just a major power move in the beauty biz. Yeah. So you can't help but to think that there's, you know, one one woman behind all of these changes. And we feel really privileged to be able to sit down with her today. Yeah. Ukanawa was in Toronto recently for a panel event. CoverGirl also featured a 70-something-year-old model, Mae Musk. She is a knockout, and she um, has been with them for a little while now. And the newly minted spokesperson, Sangeeta Patel, she's a Canadian entertainment broadcaster. So they were chatting all about beauty and age, and it was all tied in to promote their newly revamped Simply Ageless line. It's the complexion line. So they've reformulated the Simply Simply Ageless 3-in-1 Liquid Foundation, the Simply Ageless Instant Wrinkle Defying Foundation, and the Instant Fix Advanced Concealer. So all of these products, they now feature hyaluronic acid complex and vitamin C to help hydrate, tone, brighten. So it's just that their their formulas have even more skin care benefits mm-hmm. than before. Yeah. So we got to ask her about these major changes and also just wanted to get to know her more like personally on a personal level yeah like we need more strong diverse females at the top and so without further ado here is Ukanawa. Hey everyone, jumping in here with some late breaking news. Since we interviewed Ukonwa, she's actually left her position at Cody and at CoverGirl. So uh, she's making moves. We're not sure where she's headed next, but really no surprise that she's in high demand because the World Federation of Advertisers named her as a finalist for one of the global marketers of the year in 2018. So we can't wait to see what she's up to next. In the meantime, enjoy all of these words of wisdom from Ukonwa and learn all about how she helped to transform CoverGirl. My name is Ukonwa Ojo. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer for the Consumer Beauty um, Division at Cody. Okay. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We don't know a lot about you personally. Yeah. So I'm Nigerian-American. Love. I've been in marketing for so long. I joined Cody about two years ago. Um, I was Senior Vice President in the CoverGirl business. Mm -hmm. And then about six months ago, I assumed the role of Chief Marketing Officer. So I also have other brands in my portfolio now. So I have Clairol as well and Sally Hansen and Rimmel and a lot of the mass fragrances that we have like Vera Wang and Adidas. So yeah, it's been it's been really fun being a part of the beauty industry. I've always been a fashion and beauty girl. Um, I'm the daughter of a fashion designer. Oh, no um, way. Uh, yeah. Cool. Drop names. <laughs> I know. So my mom, she was a fashion designer in Nigeria. She had a line um, called Adzamore. Cool. And um, it was a long time ago. So I, I grew up with like sewing machines all over the place and my mom cutting fabric and all that. So I've been a part of the fashion and beauty industry. It was part of my heritage growing up. And so now to actually be working in beauty is such a kind of beautiful um full circle moment for me so I love your great. outfit today what oh, are you please. what are you wearing let's tell everybody oh that's great so I this is Kos yeah this is this outfit that I got rocking the minimalist yeah, dress exactly. I love it so it's pretty cool and you have a bonkers career which is what we're going to get into in just a <laughs> cool. second but before we do we need to know what's your number one cover crawl item that you can't live without Oh my God. Um, for me, actually, I would say it's True Blend Matte Made Foundation. Yeah. I literally wear it every day. What's your shade? 
you know? I am D10. Okay. I'm shade D10. So yeah, that's that's my like ride or die. Okay. And I have other foundations in our portfolio that, that I use. Yeah. But that is my staple every day. I always, I always use that. So that's, yeah. that's my fave for sure. Awesome. What about the number one hair care product on your top shelf right now? Oh my you, God. You wear your hair natural. Yeah, I wear my hair natural. Um, and being natural is really all about the products that you use. So the product that I am obsessed with is it's hair rules. You can buy it online. Um, actually buy it from the salon. The, the hair of the salon is his name's Dickie. And it's amazing for natural hair. I use the, the cleansing cream and I also use the conditioner. And it's the first time in my adult life that I put put my fingers in my kinky hair and it came out on the other side. Oh, like, wow. I was like, it had never happened before. It was like magic. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is the best conditioner ever. Um, yeah. And literally since then, I've just been completely hooked. And so that that's what I use to, to wash and condition my hair. And then to twist my hair, I try different. I've tried Curls Blueberry Bliss. Um, I've tried Camille Rose. Like I've tried a lot of different brands. Yeah. But my shampoo and conditioner, I'm a diehard hair rules girl. I don't think it's too late for us to say Happy New Year. Yeah. It's, Happy we're New like two Year. weeks in or something. Now, Jill was telling me that it's not the thing to say beauty resolutions this year. Yeah. It's all about the word for the year. Mm. And that's sort of your intention. So oh. do you have a word or what would your word be? Ooh, hydration. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing I'm trying to do a lot better about drinking water. I'm one of those people that like drink water, drink water. But I'm a germaphobe and I hate using public bathrooms. And so because of that, I end up not drinking a lot of water. So I have decided this year that I'm gonna face my fear of germs <laughs> and I'm gonna do it for the skin. You know, like I'm gonna drink a lot more water because it's better for my skin. And I'm gonna I'm gonna brave whatever restroom ends up being close to me at the time. Like <laughs> that is brave in you. <laughs> it, it, it is. It That's is. Awesome. It is, but it's important for my skin, and that that is so yeah. important. So, so getting back to CoverGirl because we just came from the Simply Ageless panel, yes. which was honestly so inspiring. We had Sankita, and we had May Musk, and it was all about how this year so far, especially coming off the Golden Globes, like it's all about women over forty, women over fifty, like embracing yes. your age and. There honestly have just been so many milestone moments for CoverGirl over the past year in terms of this rebrand, this turnaround. And we feel like you're like the kingpin behind all of this. <laughs> Mastermind. So, yeah. So tell us, like, starting with the tagline, you know, you came in and it was like, that was a change. Easy Breezy CoverGirl was the thing. We grew up with that. That's changed. Now it's I am what I make up. Was What does that mean to you, that tagline, first of all? And second of all, was it a fight for you? When you came in, like, what was that like? Because I mean, that's got to be hard to change people's mindset about something like that. Yeah, no, that's that's a really, really great question. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a blessing to join from outside of the beauty industry because I didn't know anything. Yeah. And I think what that does allow you to do is allows you to listen a lot and you listen a lot to your consumers and you listen a lot to your partners and your retailers you listen a lot to editors and I think in that process I, I learned a lot the team learned a lot and the 
number one biggest learning was that makeup was a lot more powerful in women's lives than we were giving it credit for. And I like to use the term that it's a superpower. And that's because something happens when um, women put makeup on, like their confidence level just really goes up. And for some women, they've actually shied away from that power or they're ashamed of that power and they don't talk about it. But we are actually saying that you should own that power because it's so linked to your confidence. And one of the things we learned is that every day as a woman was looking in the mirror with her makeup bag, she was creating with makeup the version of herself that she wanted people to see that day. And what I thought was really fascinating was the fact that that actually varies depending on whatever it is that she has going on that day. Um, and so she's actually very intentional about who she's creating, even though she's never thought about it intentionally. She's very intentional about who she's creating. Um, so I Am What I Make Up actually is the summation of that, is that with CoverGirl and with makeup, you have the power to create whatever version of yourself that you choose. And the reason why we also walked away from Easy Breezy Beautiful CoverGirl is that makeup had really evolved. And now there's so many different products that we use on our face. It's not as easy and as breezy as it used to be. And I joke about it, but, you know, on good days like today where I had a panel, like I probably have like over 20 products on my face. Yeah. And that was not the case several years ago. And so with that evolution, the brand and our campaigns also had to evolve to be relevant mm -hmm. to a modern um, beauty industry. Well, was that a struggle though when you oh, yes. proposed that to them? Like, the, you know, I'm just picturing in a boardroom where they kind of like, no, we don't want to change it. Or were they open to, you know, this new way of thinking. No, I'm I'm really blessed to be a part of Cody because um, I joined on Founders Day, which is when the acquisition happened from the brands from P&G. And so I actually had um, an executive team that was very open to change um, and was open to doing whatever was right for the consumer. So yeah. what we had to do as a team was to do the due diligence and to really listen to our consumers and to our partners. Yeah. Um, but once we had those insights, actually had a very supportive and empathetic um, leadership team that um, that gave us the support and the resources to move forward and to do so quickly. Yeah. And so 2018 was such a blockbuster year with the launch of 40 Shades of the True Blend Matte Made, which you said is your favorite. It's the foundation. Um, but some might be surprised to hear that your that move wasn't in response to Fenty, a Fenty effect, um, as I think it's a lot of people might believe. Can you elaborate on that? We decided to launch that because it really came from a place of listening and of empathy and just recognizing that historically within cosmetics, a lot of brands would eventually have all the shades, but it took a process to get there six months a year. And as we were talking to influencers, that was where we got that insight, actually. And they talked about, um, do you know what it feels like for something really hot or something really new to drop and you don't get to participate until six months or a year later. And now it's even worse because with social media, you can see that mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. is participating and you know that you were excluded. Yeah. Um, and we had never really seen it that way before. And that's why I say it came from a place of empathy and listening to be like, wow, it's not easy to launch with that shade breath from the very beginning but we have to do that so that everybody gets to participate in the innovation especially on an innovation like that where we had invested a significant amount of resources and women just spoke with their wallets too right like you were yeah. saying it's a huge huge financial it's been a huge coup. hit it was the number one launch in face cosmetics in US and in Canada so I'm so thankful for our retail partners that really got behind it Shoppers Drug Mart um, Walmart that because it takes them 
partnering with you too, right? To yeah. say, yeah, we'll give you the space to have that, yeah. to have the full shade range so everybody can participate. So, so yeah, and I think in, in really doing what was right for the consumer and thinking consumer first, um, we, were able to, we were able to launch. You were saying, though, that it's still an issue in drugstores, especially in the U.S., that, you know, women can't try the products and that becomes problematic. It's a real issue and that you would like to work with drugstores to change that. Can you elaborate on what yeah, the issue so is? Yeah, so I can what that I can relate like? to I can relate to being a young really broke girl in university and I really couldn't afford to buy expensive makeup, but I had to buy expensive makeup because the only place where I could get shade matched was, you know, in Prestige. And so that's one of accessibility is so important to CoverGirl and so important to Cody that we really want to crack that code so that when she shops in mass which is where you have the, the largest breadth of affordable products, that she can very comfortably find what works for her, what shade really works for her complexion. And right now, um, even people who can't afford it sometimes are forced to shop in prestige to get what works for their skin tone. And I don't believe it needs to be that way. And so that's something that we are piloting um, to figure out how we can solve it. We have our CoverGirl flagship store right now in New York, which is at least one place where we have the full breadth of products and and anyone who's visiting can always stop by and find the shade that works for them and then we're also testing a new technology in the store that allows you to learn about what shade works for you digitally and if we see that that's working that could also be a way for us to to roll that out across the country for people to learn that so smart we were saying to you off the record that you would honestly make the best mentor um, because you're so direct and inspiring and that what's that you know your leadership really shines through what advice would you have when it comes to asking for a raise Mm, great, great question. The biggest thing is to know what your value is and really doing the due diligence to figure out what your value is. And there's so many ways to do that right now. Like whether it is if you go to Glassdoor and you talk, you can look at different companies and different titles and figure out what the, the range is and what people are getting paid for their roles in the company. So I would say, one, do the research to figure out what your value is. And then also recognize even within that title, what's your value to the organization? Are you really great at what you do? Are you average at what you do? Do you have significant development? development areas Um, because obviously if you're not as strong it's going to make it really hard for you to go negotiate for a raise but my god if you are average to amazing and you have information that says what your value is then I would say have the confidence to set up the meeting and have a conversation and say I love this company I really want to be here and I'm having this conversation with you because I really want to be here. The easiest thing for me to do is to go find a job somewhere else, but I don't want to. I actually want to be here. But based on my research, this is what I've discovered um, is my value. And I believe that I am not getting that value. And if it is true, then just ask for it. And the worst they can say is no, but there is the chance that they could say yes. Um, And especially if you've done your due diligence and you've done your research and you could walk out of that meeting or, or several meetings after that with a raise. So, Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time.